Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot Edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Brayden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Carolyn. Hey, Brayden. It's great to be here today. Each week, we will come to you live from the LoveWorks campus, where you will hear interviews from our youngest and more experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help your leadership in business. The Biz Boot Up podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community and is powered by First United Bank Norman. It's not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping us to see our our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. Today, we are joined by dreamer and doer, Daniela Cooper-Marr. Daniela is a baker in Norman, Oklahoma, who specializes in birthday and wedding cakes. She trained at the San Francisco Cooking School in California after graduating from the University of Oklahoma. She enjoys cooking for others, uh, puzzles, and going on walks with her husband, Nick, and their dog, Lando. Hi, Daniela. Hi, how are you guys today? We're doing pretty good. Pretty good, indeed. So, I hear that. So we are called the Dreamers Newers Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like naturally our first question just had to be, are you more of a considered yourself more of a natural dreamer or a doer? You know, I'd probably say that I'm a doer. Um, sometimes I'll get lost in my head and my dreams aren't productive. And so what I do to kind of ground myself, I guess, I just, I do things. I <laughs> make lots of to-do lists. And then um, I always find the best way for me to start achieving things is not to think about them at all, <laughs> but to just start doing them and then figure out and edit from there. That is definitely a doer attitude yeah. for sure. <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive a little bit into your past. Okay. Um, we're not going too far here, but let's talk a little bit about maybe Daniela's first dream. Now, was your first dream in culinary or was it something else? You know, it actually was. Um, growing up, elementary school-ish, I always found myself in the kitchen baking and cooking, more, mostly baking, actually. Um, my parents never made anything good for dessert. And so on big <laughs> holidays, I'd always take that upon myself. And while it was never great, I did a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And just from there, kept doing it. That's cool. So when did it kind of get serious for you? You know, a lot of people love getting into the kitchen, but then they kind of think to themselves like, you know, this is maybe too much work or maybe like, I don't have that good of a palate, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what what made it to that next level for you? Yeah, so I think it was um, as I got into my junior or senior year at OU. I was in college and I found myself, I liked my classes, but anytime there was like a competition, like a pie making competition on campus or someone needed to make a big group dinner, I'd always find myself doing that. And it seemed Mm -hmm. like I was more interested in that than anything else I was studying. Um, And then once I realized, like, culinary and baking was actually a viable career path for me and something that, like, you can do. People everywhere do that. Um, It made me more serious about pursuing it. Yeah. So kind of getting to that, becoming more serious, can you kind of dive into that journey of becoming the owner of your very own bakery and, like, how that became a thing? Yeah, so that was a long process. So I finished my time at OU and then applied um, and ended up going to the San Francisco Cooking School. So I moved to San Francisco. I knew I wanted to be a baker. Um, So I took the pastry course. I did that. And then once I came back, I moved back after a year, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do again. Um, I feel like 
school is like a really great place. And there's always a path when you're in school. But once that ends, you're kind of on your own to figure it out. And that was scary. Um, I kind of had some different part-time jobs in and out of baking. Um, I was a prep cook at a local market. And then I finally just decided I would do that and then on the side do what I wanted to do. And I started making cakes for my friends. And I made an Instagram. And then that evolved into like a full-fledged business. Wow, that is so cool. Were you nervous at all? Were there was there fear there in like kind of stepping out and doing your own thing? Oh yeah. I I'm still nervous. Like every day <laughs> I two weeks ago put out my Thanksgiving order form and it was like, oh, this is scary. Like I feel like every day is a new set of nerves, new issues. Um, but I look back and I just I reflect on all the things that have gone well and I kind of ignore the things, you know. <laughs> things that haven't gone well. But I really focus on, okay, I've been doing this for two years. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this next holiday. I can do this next weekend. And that's how I kind of keep myself focused. That's so cool. So, Daniela, just to, like, I know a little bit about your bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, fill us in, what does your bakery setup look like? So, it's just me right now. Um, I am in an industrial kitchen, and I take pretty much, except for holidays, all custom orders. So either for like dessert assortments or usually wedding or birthday cakes, um, I'll have customers call me, we'll sketch out ideas, and then I will get in the kitchen and bake and assemble and decorate and deliver the cake. That's awesome. Or whatever. <laughs> what's, a, what's one of your favorite designs recently that you've gotten to done? do? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I've done a couple recently of, like, very celestial or galaxy cakes. Um, They kind of have, like, the swirling colors of space um, and some, like, constellation and, um, oh, what are those? The signs. Astrology signs. Astrology signs, yes. I don't, I'm not a big astrology person, but everyone loves it. And so I'm like, yes, I'll put your sign on a cake. Absolutely. It's a great birthday cake. Yeah. So that kind of leads into you know, a question I want to understand is, you know, what does a day in your life look like as a baker and doing all these orders? Yeah. So it's not just baking. I get up some usually really early. Sometimes I sleep in a little bit, and that's a nice option to have. You're the boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which it usually comes back and bites me in the butt when I sleep in. But, you know, so I get up around 7.30, get into the kitchen by 8, all start baking cakes for the day, making icings. Usually I'll have to run out to get supplies or pick up orders for, you know, boxes or flour, you know, all of those things. Um, Then I'll come back, assemble through the afternoon, put the finishing touches on, and usually people come in, pick things up. I'm using Square to invoice people, and I'm paying my vendor bills. And it's just a big mix of things, and it's I always want one full day of baking, but it never turns out that way. It's always just a lot going on at once, which makes it really fun. I I hear that sometimes. You know what? Like owning a a bakery is not all just like whipping up icing (laughs) and testing new recipes, even though that part I'm sure would be really fun. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, So 
when it comes to kind of like navigating your own business and even time, mm-hmm. you know, you are newly married. Or I say yes. newly. It's been well, a little, been a little bit. A year and a half-ish. Uh, I don't know. How do you navigate all of that? Making sure that, you know, you take time for yourself. Do you have any daily rituals that kind of just help encourage your heart and your, maybe your mental, your spiritual health? Yeah. So one big thing, um, and my husband's really, really great about this. He just always says, you know, whatever time you need to spend in whatever place, whatever is best for you and your day, do that. But I almost always make sure that I come home for dinner Um, around six or seven, no matter where I am in my day, if I need to work till midnight or all night, sometimes I'll come home for dinner and have that time, watch TV and just carve out a break for myself Mm -hmm. because I am busy a lot, but you can't just keep going forever. Um, I really try to stay aware of when I'm burning out. Mm. And if I am, I will go, okay, in two weeks, I'm going to reduce my order limit. And I'm just going to take some time for myself because when it's just me, I, I know I have to take care of myself. Otherwise, That's I hate to say, I don't want to crash and burn, but I'm, I'm going to crash and burn if I don't yeah. do that. So next question, because I know there's a, a number of students here at LoveWorks that have little growing inspirational business bakeries of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for those students? So this is going to sound silly, but just just make and sell your things. Just get them out there to your friends. Don't worry about if they're the most perfect, if it's if it's not the final iteration of your product or service or whatever, that's fine. Get it to your customers and let them give feedback. And on that, really make sure to be listening to what people like and more importantly, don't like about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, they're either going to buy again from you or you're not. And pivoting's okay. So just listen to that feedback and get your product out there. That's cool. Yeah. And kind of like sticking with the theme of our middle school or high school students, mm-hmm. taking it back a little bit, is there any life advice, any life lesson that you've received or would want to give to that middle school or high school self? Middle school or high school self. So I think a lot of what I do, you know, I could have learned to bake in middle school and I could have been the best middle school baker there was. But I think that middle school and high school time is most important to just, like, work on your personal character and your strengths outside of, like, the thing that you do. So learn to be a good communicator, to be a good friend. And that'll help you in whatever you're going to do. But it's the best basis, I think, for whatever it is. Um, But, yeah, just use that time to, like, become a really good person. That's awesome. So something that um, we haven't talked about yet is that Daniela is one of our volunteer chefs who has been faithfully (laughs) coming in um, for over a year now, um, every single week to cook for our students here for our family dinners. And Daniela, I I just have to say this. I I hope it doesn't embarrass you because we're doing this like live. Um, (laughs) But it's something that has honestly surprised me is just seeing your character on display, Um, especially as someone who's like so young. I feel like it's so I'm saying this. I'm not, not that I'm that old, but <laughs> uh, nobody cut, cut that part out. No, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it literally is astonishing to see someone so um, well-rounded and thoughtful of the people around her. Um, and so it's so evident and 
um, just the sacrifices that you make, um, have, yeah, they're, they're extraordinary. So well, thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think that we kind of got all the questions kind of yeah. wrapped in. And, I, and then another thank you. Like, I feel like I'm walking into the kitchen like every day at Love Horse, like, what's for dinner? Like, yeah. I, and it's always good. Like, I'm selling. I'm like, something's cooking. It's good. But again, <laughs> thank you so, so much, Danielle. It was really great having you onto the podcast. And I know that, like, people are out there. They're writing notes. They're, they're getting inspired by you. And so before we completely wrap up, where can mm-hmm. we find more about you and your bakery? On Instagram. Um, you can follow me at coop.cake. That is C-O-O-P dot C-A-K-E, like Cooper. It's <laughs> short version of Coop. So Coop Cake. Super right. cute. Well, thank you so much again. And viewers out there, we'll be back with our next streamer and doer very, very soon. Thank you, guys. All right. And we are back with our next guest, Elle Wheelbarger. Elle is 10 years old and the founder of Little Beach. She attends Evergreen Acton Academy and has previously sold her product at an Acton business fair at Norman's Farmer's Market, which we got to meet some other folks from the Norman Farmer's Market. If you weren't here for those, you need to go watch them. She is also an excellent singer and has performed in two musicals at her school and is preparing for her musical at her church. Her favorite color is pink and her favorite game is Uno, which I think is a favorite. I love, I love works right here. All right. So hello, Ella. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. Good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're so excited to get know more about your story, more about your business. So if you don't mind, can you just go through us a little bit about that story of making jewelry and when did you come really serious about this business starting? Well, as you said, I'm Ella and I'm nine years old and my and I'm ten years old and my business is Little Bead. Little Bead bracelets are for girls who want who want to look stylish and professional while they do big things. For example, like starting a business. Look, I'm wearing one of our bracelets right now. Don't I look stylish and professional? Absolutely. Little Bead, we take girls serious. I've seen little girls wearing Barbie and My Little Pony bracelets, and nobody really takes that seriously. So I thought, why not make bracelets for little girls that look more stylish and professional, and maybe people will take that seriously. And um, I got serious about this, and my school was doing... A was hosting a children's business fair, and um, I was going to be selling Little Bead at that, and that's how Little Bead was born. And um, a lot of other people were selling their business there, and it was a great event. Yeah, it was. I, I had the opportunity to walk around and see all those businesses, and it's, it was really, really great to see all the businesses. So I'm really grateful you're able to be part of that. Yeah. So today we are hoping that our younger entrepreneurs can can learn from you and about some of the very hard work that you have put in to, to make this a successful business. So what are some of your early challenges or even just challenges that were really difficult for you, and how did you overcome them? Um, a big challenge was probably making the bracelets. You had to put the tiny bead through the little string, and sometimes it would fall, and you'd have to find it before the dog would eat it. <laughs> and sometimes it would break, and you would have to find all the pieces, and then you have to do it all over again. And I overcame that by just doing it a lot and um, just sticking with it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I feel like it's big things. Like sometimes you just got to stick with it. And it's going to be hard, but if you keep on, you know, loving your business and loving doing that, you're going to keep on going that. And that kind of leads up to our our next question is, what has been one of your biggest things that you learned about business from your experiences starting and selling? Um, The biggest thing that I learned, there was a lot of things. You had to make a list to go get everything that you needed from the store. 
you had to do marketing, like a logo and a commercial. But probably the biggest thing I learned was selling. You had to do a lot of things at once. You had to count the money correctly. You had to um, see how many they wanted, get the right size, and tell them about the product all at the same time. So that can be a little bit hard. And so that was your biggest thing is like, I, I can feel that. Like when I first started like getting that selling, it is it is a little <laughs> bit hard, but you get used to it and you start to love it. And so I'm glad you got to share some of that wisdom with us. Yes, for sure. So my favorite question to ask, and I feel like maybe not the most professional, but it's my favorite. <laughs> so what is one of the biggest things? Well, not even just that, but what is one of your favorite parts of starting a business and even having your own business? Um, the identity of the business was really fun, and got to do the logo, the name, and I did a lot of that by going on walks with my family, mm -hmm. and we talked about it, so I think that's a great way to um, come up with ideas. Yeah, going just talking on about it and just creating it, I love and that. I love that. All right, Ella, thank you so much for your time. I know those that listen and watch this podcast can be so much greater because of that, but before we kind of wrap everything off, where can we learn more about you and Little Bead? Um, well, I'm actually, um, just pausing that and doing, um, a different business at my school and it's for an exhibition and it's going to be called Go Go Candy and I'm doing it with a friend. All right. That'll be pretty cool. I mean, I feel like we're going to have Go Go Candy on the podcast soon too. Oh, yes. But again, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and just mm -hmm. being able to share that knowledge. And yeah. So, thank you for having me. Of course. So, so that was a pretty awesome interview. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part about it? I don't know. I I really like how she was talking about like her favorite part. You know, mm -hmm. she was talking about how her favorite part was just coming up with it and how and how she came up with it was just talking with other people yeah. and her family and just sharing that. And I really love that. Kind of like coming back off that, reflecting off that is like when you're able to start your own business, you can have your own identity with it. And that can shine through your business is that your identity being able to share what's important to you. And I feel like that is really amazing that you have that power to do that. Even if you feel like, oh, it's scary. Yes, it can be. But Pushing your identity through and showing that through your business is super, super cool. So viewers out there, next week we'll be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And we just want to send a huge, huge thank you to Normal Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and LoveWorks Leadership for making sure that our youngest entrepreneurs can see their business dreams come true. And remember, real leaders don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dream. Bye, y'all.